ML Nation, episode 215. Join new groups, you know, join a new gym, like whatever you need to do to get out there and be where people are. If you want to be successful, you just have to copy what MLM leaders do. Welcome to MLM Nation, presented by your host, Simon Chan. Where you'll learn strategies, secrets, and inspiring stories from today's top MLM income earners. To be successful, you need coaching. Someone to help you overcome obstacles, give you a kick in the butt, consistent training, and the right support group. Go get a dollar trial to MLM Nation Insider at MLMNationInsider.com. MLM Nation! This is Simon Chan, and before we start, make sure you check out our partner, Networking Times. If you like MLM Nation, you love Networking Times, the publication. Each issue is packed with amazing stories and trainings just like the show MLM Nation. So go check them out at mlmnation.net forward slash times. Again, it's mlmnation.net forward slash times. And now, here's today's iTunes review of the day. It comes from MLG Pro uh, out in Canada. It says, success. After listening to podcast number one, I think I fell in love with the series I even read the book, How to Groom Your Children for Success by Danny Johnson and thought it was brilliant. I've been using these methods for at least a year now and it could have been better. So very cool MLMG. Thank you for sharing. Not uh, only am I glad that this has helped you in network marketing, but it's helped you. I mean, that book, Grooming Your Children for Success by Danny Johnson, really helped me out become a better parent too. Uh, definitely go check that out. A very good uh, book for especially spiritual upbringing there. Go check it out. Uh, thank you. It made my day not to, not to know that that not only knowing that this show has helped you in the business, but as your personal life as well, being a parent, because it, you know, being a parent is the most important job. And this business allows us to be better parents because ultimately it allows us to leave the world better than we came in. So thank you for sharing that. And uh, listeners out there, if this show has helped you in any way, please take one to two minutes to leave a review on iTunes. Subscribe, rate, and review. It'll take you one to two minutes, but it would mean a lot to not just me and the team, but also to the entire MLM community. So thank you. And now we have, um, you know, speaking of Danny Johnson, we have someone that, Amazing, amazing story out in Canada. Uh, let's go right to the show. ML Nation, this is Simon Chan, and I am fired up to bring our special guest today, Greg Greeno. Greg, are you ready to make it happen? Absolutely. I'm excited, Simon. Thanks for, uh, thanks for inviting me on to uh, this podcast. Greg Greeno used to work as an oil field worker before he discovered network marketing. Despite his blue-collar background, Greg has earned over $2 million in commissions and is currently a double black diamond. Right now, he has the second highest rank in Canada for his entire company. So, Greg, I've given ML Nation just a really brief intro, but please share more about your background and how you discovered network marketing. Yeah, definitely. Um, So, I was actually introduced probably a lot like everybody else that's listening to this podcast. I had a friend approach me. Um, and my friend uh, approached me extremely unprofessionally, <laughs> kind of turned me off on the idea actually and uh, uh, I put him off for over two weeks. I think it was about two and a half weeks of him calling me every day. Uh, I literally took a look at the business just to basically get him off my back. Those were my exact words actually. It was, you know, will you leave me alone if I look at that silly little business thing that you're talking about? And uh so nevertheless, one of the gentlemen that was uh, helping him uh, start his business uh, came out to my home, sat down with me, went over everything, and 
uh, I mean, Simon, it just it made so much sense. Like I fully prepared before the meeting to, you know, I was going to give him all the reasons why I couldn't, shouldn't, didn't want to. And, you know, uh, but it, it just it made so much sense, you know, so it passed a common sense test. And uh, but there was still a few things holding me back. So um, I'm very fortunate that the gentleman that was sharing the opportunity with me had a skill set to help me. Uh, overcome my fears and my reservations because uh, you know even after looking at the information and talking with this gentleman and it looked good um, there was still three things that were really holding me back from actually getting started and the first one was uh, I didn't have the money to get started in that opportunity I actually uh, I was at the bank earlier that day um, and I remember after I deposited my paycheck you know mortgage came out car payments and uh, my daughter's uh, competitive dance studio and I literally had three hundred and two dollars in my checkings account um, and that company that opportunity <clears throat> was uh, a little over six hundred dollars to get started so I didn't have the money so that was my first excuse um, the second one was uh, you know I didn't have the time working in the oil patch uh, in western Canada for the corporation I was working for uh, I was working 14 to 16 hours a day uh, six days a week um, and I just I really didn't have any spare time to do anything else you know and uh, so there, that was the second excuse. And then the third one, Simon, um, which was the biggest one, you know, was what made me so close to, to missing this opportunity was uh, I just didn't believe that I could do it. You know, even as good as it looked, uh, I just remember thinking to myself, just, you know, I don't have any sales experience. I don't have any business experience. Um, to tell you the truth, Simon, I sucked with people <laughs> like I wasn't good with people. Um, and uh so I had all these reasons and all these, I call them excuses, uh, you know, not to get started. And while I was trying to convince myself not to get started that night, a little voice went off in the back of my head and it just said, what if this works? And I honestly got started on faith in a prayer of what if it works? And uh, so that's how I was introduced to the industry. And uh, like everybody in this industry, there was a lot of ups and downs, especially in that first year. I did it extremely part time. Uh, I was fortunate with my job that um, I did a lot of driving out to job sites and stuff, so I was able to still talk on the cell phone while I was driving. Um, so it helped me, you know, get my business started. And then one of the leaders in that company got me introduced to uh, personal development. So I started listening to Automobile University, as Zig Ziglar would call it. Um, and I just the more I listened to CD, I think that's probably the number one thing that built my belief system in the beginning was uh, I had a lot of time driving. So I was listening and, uh, you know, just I was renewing my mind daily. And, uh, you know, I, you know, it just didn't matter as I was talking to people and they were rejecting me and telling me it wasn't going to work and uh, that I was crazy and these things were scams and all the stuff that we all hear in this industry. Um, you know, it, nothing could shake me. My belief was absolutely unshakable because of that personal development early on listening to that uh, day in and day out you know and hearing other people's stories oh my gosh stories are so powerful um one of my mentors uh, hopefully it's okay to plug her right now but yeah uh, sure uh danny johnson um yep. i started listening to her cds um while i was driving out to work that girl had me so fired up i was ready to uh, you know, rip the world apart. And uh, so anyways, ups and downs in the uh, in the beginning months. And by my sixth month, I was able to replace my income that took me 12 years to build up uh, in the oil patch. And I was still scared to go full time because I had, uh, you know, with the corporation I worked for, I had uh, great benefits. I had an expense account at a company vehicle, company cell phone, um, you know, like all I call them golden handcuffs. 
and uh, I felt like I was absolutely trapped. You know, although I was earning just as much part time in my home business, I was still scared to try and dive in full force. And uh, by the eleventh month, uh, I was making considerably more, earning considerably more than I was, uh, you know, at my full time job. And uh, I got to the point where I just, uh, to me, it just seemed like it was costing me money to go to work and. Uh, so, uh, you know, once again, on faith and a prayer, uh, went full-time in the industry, uh, met my wife in this industry. This industry has been such a blessing to me, Simon. Every facet of my life has been transformed uh, because of this industry. So that's kind of how I got introduced, sir. Wow. Well, uh, that could be a whole show in itself, the lessons here. And I'm going to ask you the first question is, you say you build your belief by listening to CDs while you're driving. Is there one particular CD that really stands out? Oh my gosh, there are. <laughs> I'm sure there was hundreds, and oh, hundreds yeah, thousands, but any there, particular there, one, or maybe at a can certain I get, can moment. Can I give you two or three? Sure, that really, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, awesome. Um, so the for me, um, when I got introduced to this industry, I was spiritually uh, pretty much dead, and uh, so one of the CD sets that a friend of mine gave me of Danny's was uh, Spirit Driven Success. That one was so powerful for me. Um, building faith and belief and hope um, and just renewing my mind. That one was extremely powerful. Um, oh By the my way, gosh. Danny Johnson is awesome. That was that was awesome. To, uh, spirit-driven success. Her stuff yeah. was really good. Actually, she I shared my story how she impacted me. Uh, she actually, we launched ML Nation. I'm not sure if you're aware because it's been a while. Our first episode ever was with Danny Johnson. Wow. And she wow. shared her story and spirit-driven success. Very, very good. Yeah. And then I, I think the second one, Simon, that I would highly recommend people that really helped me on, early on uh, was Building Your Network Marketing Business by Jim Rohn. Oh, classic. Yeah. Yeah, those two were those two were probably the most powerful in the early days for sure. Now, um, you, you say you only had $332 in a bank account. It cost $600 to get started. So how did you come with the money? <laughs> That's a funny story. Uh, so I actually had... So, you know, I'm Canadian, right? So um, we're hockey junkies and uh, we like our beer. And so I had some friends over uh, the evening this guy was coming over. We were watching Hockey Night in Canada and having a couple of beers. And uh, I actually borrowed it from one of my friends that was at the meeting. Uh, He said, whether you do it or not, I'm going to do it. So uh, I'm like, well, can I borrow a couple hundred bucks to get started? That is cool. It's all about being creative. Yeah. And uh, Canadians, I mean, ML Nation, now you know Canadians, they definitely love hockey and they love the beer. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so can you explain your routine? Because you're working 14, 16 hours. And I know, you, you know you're doing some talking on the while you're driving, listening to personal development. But how did you really build a business? And could you achieve success pretty quickly, six months? It was, it was basically matched to full-time income. So what was your typical day like? Because I think a lot of distributors and people who listen to this, they feel like they don't, they like, they feel like you felt, I don't have time, but it's really a lack of time management. So how did you manage your time or your, manage your priorities to make it happen? That's a great question, Simon. Um, thank you for asking that. Uh, you know, I think that whatever is important to us, we're going to make time for it, you know, and whatever is not uh, important to us, we'll find an excuse not to find the time. And that's, and I, you know, I, I didn't have that awareness early on. I just, uh, I just knew that I wanted to be home. I had a young daughter at the time. And I mean, when I left for work in the morning, she was still sleeping. And when I got home from work in the evening, she was already in bed. And so I had zero influence really in my daughter's life. Um, and I just, I wanted a life. I didn't have a life. I had a career and that's all I had. 
Um, so I wanted it bad. So I, I carved out time. I made time. And so my routine basically, um, like I said, I got up extremely early to go to work every day. I would listen to CDs and stuff like that. I'd get pumped up, you know. Um, and while I was driving out to the job sites, I would just start uh, connecting with people, talking to people on the phone and, uh, you know, sending people videos and a recorded conference call. And I was connecting them with my upline. And, uh, you know, so I was able to, through three-way calls, get some people started. And, um, you know, and also personally, I never had any real success inviting people out to meetings, whether it was a home presentation uh, or, a, you know, a, a weekly um, opportunity meeting and sales training. Uh, for some reason, I couldn't get anybody there, but the people that I got started over the phone were really good at bringing people to those opportunity meetings. Um, and so even though I was out at work most of the time, um, the people that I had gotten started early on, they were starting to bring other people uh, to the to the opportunity meetings, and then they started connecting with my upline and sending videos and stuff. So through, I mean, the whole purpose of this industry, through leverage uh, and duplication, uh, I was able to – I was very fortunate to have some really good people um, uh, join me uh, early on in the business. How would you invite them? You say you leveraged off your team. How would you invite them? How would I invite – Your prospects. Oh, man. I sucked at it. That's probably why nobody came when I invited. Um, but uh, how did they – I honestly – you know, I, I really connected them with my upline, the people that I had gotten started, and he was training and coaching them to get them out to the opportunity meetings. Um, but uh, – are you asking me how? Oh, so you how, edify. You basically, instead of you inviting them, you edify them to your upline. Your upline did all the inviting. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So I got how that. would you edify and promote someone? Because some people feel, some of the listeners feel awkward doing that. Like, uh, I'm, I'm talking to my best friend. I'm trying to connect him to a stranger. How did you? How would you make that introduction? Yeah, that's a great question too. Um, well, I think the biggest thing when I was talking to my friends and, and people that I worked with uh, in the oil patch, and I mean, even some people that I'd gone to school with in years past, um, you know, they, I, I was very excited about what I was doing. I was uh, not very professional at all. <laughs> um, and when I was talking to them, it started getting them to ask a lot of questions, you know, which is the number one rule that you don't want to do. But as soon as they started firing questions at me and they were testing my belief, um, I, like you said, I just started edifying my upline. I said, listen, uh, I would be doing you a major disservice if I continued to try and explain this over the phone to you. Um, and I'm brand new, um, but I'm doing this. Like I know, like I know, like I know this is my opportunity to do something big financially. And obviously I want you to be a part of it. It may be a fit, may not be a fit, but uh, I've got so-and-so, my upline in the company, uh, who's one of the top earners in the entire company worldwide. He's working very closely with me. He's training me. He's coaching me. And like I said, uh, you know, whether this is a fit or not, um, would it be okay if I got my trainer on the phone, A, to help me for some training, um, and B, so that you get your questions answered so you can make an informed decision and you don't miss out on this opportunity? Hmm, I like the way you said, so I could get some training. Yeah. So it's almost like they're doing you a favor so you could get better. Absolutely. Yeah, for some reason, once I started asking for help like that, uh, the response was uh, a lot better. Mm, it's very good. Um, you know, I, I think the lesson is it's also about your confidence. I like the way you said, I'm doing this. And even like if you, you know, ML Nation, if you listen to this, just hit the rewind button for like maybe a minute and listen to how Greg says, I'm doing this. You, you can like, when you said that, Greg, I could hear your passion and your confidence in that. So even though you're new, but I'm doing this because this is my way out. Mm -hmm. That you're selling people that, hey, this is it. Because people are testing your belief. So yeah. that's the lesson, ML Nation. People are buying you. 
You know, buy the less information. They're buying you. And then even if you're new, like Greg, edify them to an expert. And, you know, the more you talk, the more they're going to ask you, throw you questions. The worst thing you can do, like Greg says, is answer those questions. But throw them, bring it to the upline and just say, I'm doing this. No matter what happens, this is my way out. I'm fully committed. Because a lot of times people are just testing your commitment. Truth. That's absolute truth, Simon. Now, um, so what was the turning point? Like you were struggling, struggling. Um, <laughs> you know, first four to, uh, when you say struggle, was it like your first two weeks, first four weeks, first eight weeks? When does things start happening for you? <laughs> the struggle started once I signed up and started talking to people. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the turning point, um, actually probably the biggest, uh, defining moment I've ever had in my business. And when I look back, Simon, it was, uh, I was probably about three or four months into the business and I had already made a decision that I wanted to do this. You know what I mean? And um, like you said, the belief was there. Like I made a decision. I didn't understand everything, but I knew I was going to figure it out. And I, I believed in my ability to figure things out. Um, but uh, the defining moment was actually, I was sitting in a pub back to another story with beer, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, sitting in a pub with a good friend of mine who'd been dodging me for like three months yeah, 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 I heard about that already. You know, our other friend told me you were doing something like that. I, I, I don't have time. I'm not interested. And, you know, anyways, a few months down the road, I just, I said, I just invited him out for some beers. I didn't even talk to him about the business. And we just went and caught up. And, you know, just as the conversation progressed, you know, obviously it came up. And he's like, <clears throat> so he started asking all kinds of questions. And I, I drew it out on a napkin, actually. And then he started uh, giving me all the... Uh, objections and all the excuses that we all hear he's like yeah you know it looks really good i just don't know if i have the time and by then simon i was a few months in so i'd gone to a couple of trainings with our company and i learned this technique called feel felt found <laughs> and mm. uh so i'm like I, you know i dave i i understand how you feel i felt the same way but here's what i found you know and then he then once I overcame that objection, he gave me another one. He's like, you know, I got to talk to my old lady. He meant his girlfriend at the time. Uh, he goes, I got to talk to my girlfriend uh, and see if it's going to be a fit for us. I'm like, you know, I understand how you feel. I felt the same. And I just, and then it was another objection and another objection. And I feel felt found my way all around that conversation for, I don't even know, probably half an hour or 45 minutes. And um, I just, I remember like, as he kept giving me more objections and more excuses, I, I had my beer in my hand and I kind of like, like not real hard, but like slammed it down on the table in the pub. And I said, listen, Dave, I said, I don't understand everything. I don't, you're asking these questions, that questions. I'll tell you what, I'm going to figure it out, but here's the deal. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I'm sick and tired of making over six figures a year in the oil patch and having nothing, basically a six figure year lifestyle. I'm sick and tired of going to work every morning and coming home from work and my daughter's in bed. I'm sick and tired of not having a life. So I'm going to figure it out. And your options are a, you can come with me and earn some money with me or B, you can watch me do it. What's it going to be? Hmm. And uh, he told me to calm down and he signed up. <laughs> that is awesome. I love the fire in your voice. Where'd you get that? <laughs> I love it because it's all about confidence, your posture. I love the posture. Um, how did you, you say you have ability, you have a, you have a, you believe you have ability to figure things out. Where did you get that from? Cause that's, I think a big success habit, like a, like a blue mindset blueprint that oh. you know, top earners have. Where did you get that from? Simon, uh, probably just throughout my entire life. I mean, uh, don't come from the greatest upbringing. Uh, you know, played a lot of competitive sports. 
you know, all the answers and all the solutions aren't always there for you. And uh, you have to figure things out, you know. And so just just life, I think, is the, is the greatest teacher, you know. And I think, you know, if I could recommend anything for the people listening to this podcast, I mean, if you actually sit back for one moment and you think of all the things that you've actually been able to figure out, you know, when you really wanted something or you needed to find a solution, you know, um, you found you found a way, you know. Um, it's like, we've all heard those cliches, you know, where there's a will, there's a way, you know, and where there's no will, there's an excuse and all that stuff. And it's true. There's so much truth in that. And so, um, if you think back to anything that you really wanted bad enough, you found a way to make it happen. I mean, for crying out loud, uh, you know, for me personally, I know, I knew so many people in my peer group, um, that once a year they made a decision to go on vacation. They didn't know how they were going to afford it. They didn't know if they were going to be able to get the time off of work. They didn't know if they were going to be able to find childcare for their kids, but they wanted to take a vacation so flipping bad that they made it work. You know what I mean? They called everybody to watch the kids. They called, you know what I mean? They borrowed from Peter to pay Paul, you know, borrowing from Visa to pay MasterCard so they can go on a flipping vacation, you know? So if you want something bad bad enough, um, and in the past, if you look back in your own life, if you if you wanted it bad enough, uh, I bet you 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 figured it out. That is so true. Uh, when you when you said that, um, you're right. Like people who want to go to vacation, they have no money. They would take on extra credit cards. They will get in big bigger debt, or you know, or they will spend maybe weeks on like twenty different travel sites trying to get the best deal. Right, yeah. To make it happen. Like you can see them. They're like even not even working when I was at my job. They're not working. They're looking at all these travel sites just to get the best, best deal because once they want it, they'll, fi- they'll figure a way out to make it happen. Yes, sir. Or they'll do it all of a sudden. They have no time or they'll take the second or third job to make some extra money to pay for that vacation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we see people do it all the time. Um, what was your – how long have you been in network marketing, Greg? Uh, it's nine years now. So nine full years. Ti- full time about eight. Nine. What is your worst moment – in network marketing, to the point that most people will probably quit, but you just kept going. That the worst, worst moment that you maybe you probably even you would never even tell a new new distributor about this. I wanted to know the worst story ever. <laughs> you know, there's so many. <laughs> uh, um, I don't know that I'd ever claim a, like a worst moment. I've definitely had some character building moments, Simon. That's for sure. <laughs> um, but uh, oh my gosh, early on, so. Uh, early on, I had some really good people, some friends, uh, some some associates from work that got started, and I, I got started in the winter, you know, in the beginning of January, and uh, you know, everybody's all fired up to pay off their credit cards, so everybody was working. Like I said, they were bringing people out to the meeting, and you know, I, I got my income up by my sixth month to uh, you know where it was almost, uh, or actually, it was you know, it replaced my income. Um, and then summer hit, and uh, at the time I lived in Alberta, Canada, and uh, I mean we get some pretty nasty cold winters out there. And so when summer hit, summer hits. I mean everybody is to the the beach, the one beach. It's called Sylvan Lake, uh, south of Red Deer, uh, or sorry, uh, west of Red Deer. And so all these people that were producing in my business, um, they all decided to go to the beach and chase girls. And so. My business started to to dwindle after that, and you got to remember the company I was in back then was very opportunity based, uh, not so much product based, and so um, uh, it was very front loaded. So, nevertheless, uh, my sixth month ish, seventh month, uh, my, my income started to drop, and then August came, and I 
you know what I mean? I barely had anybody join the team. And September came, and I had all but given up. Uh, like, started making excuses. Um, you know what I mean? Uh, oh, I knew that was too good to be true. I knew it wasn't going to last. Like, all that, you know, stinking thinking, my mind committee went to work on me. Um, and then one of the top earners in the company actually called me. It was probably mid-September, late September, somewhere in there anyways. He said, Greg, uh, our company's having the very first ever Canadian convention uh, at the end of October in Calgary. You need to be there. And I just told I told this gentleman, I'm like, you know, uh, I knew it wasn't going to last. You know, you're a sales guy. Of course, it's going to work great for you. Um, I just don't have the people skills. And like I, I was giving every excuse in the book at all but giving up. And this is crazy. And I thank this guy. Oh, oh my gosh. Every time I talk to him, I, I say, remember the time. <laughs> uh, um he said to me, he's like, Greg, you know what? Um, he saw something in me, I guess, Simon, that I never saw in myself. And uh, he goes, well, I'll tell you what. If you don't feel like that weekend was life-changing and you get a tremendous amount of value out of it and you feel like it was a waste of your time, I'll give you – I can't remember if he said double or tri- triple your ticket price back. And I got thinking, okay, well – and I was single at the time, Simon. Simon sorry. Um, and I remember thinking, I know some girls in Calgary – um, and, uh, yeah, I could get some time off work and I literally got, I went to that convention, uh, basically to just go out and have a good time and then tell this guy, thanks, but no thanks. That was where my mindset was at, even after having some success early on. Um, so I, you know, pretty much mentally quit and I went to that convention and everything changed for me. Everything. Um, you know, I met the owner of the company, uh, had a conversation with him and I, I really caught the vision of the company um, and this gentleman's passion for people um, and how dedicated he was to uh, helping people improve their circumstances. You know, I felt for the first time in a long time, you know, I had some advocates in my life and not only that, um, I got surrounded by so many good people. Like I said, I didn't have a really good upbringing um, but nevertheless, uh, and I knew there was some good people in the world, you know, here and there, I just didn't realize there was so many good people in one place. And, you know, in that opportunity, I got surrounded by great people and, uh, uh, you know, my fate, you know, on a side note, uh, I was actually introduced to, uh, my savior that weekend. I mean, everything changed, everything changed that weekend, Simon, my attitude, my mindset, my, uh, my belief, uh, my walk in life, and I mean, it's just, it's been, it's been a wild ride. Wow, it's incredible. Um, how did you meet your wife? <laughs> Another great question. Uh, so probably uh, after who signed uh, up who? What's that? Well, she was actually. <laughs> so that's kind of a, you know, uh, you're editing this, so that's good. Because um, I don't know if you'll want to put this in, but nevertheless. Um, she was actually in somebody else's downline. Uh, hmm. So she was a cross line to me in their downline and she just got started in the business. And I actually met her at a, at an opportunity meeting uh, in a city called Kelowna, which was halfway between I lived in Edmonton and she lived in Vancouver. And uh, you know, I met her and uh, we went, uh, a bunch of us went out after the, the meeting and we're talking and, you know, she was asking all kinds of questions about the business and, you know, we just got to talking and we started talking more and talking more and uh, just over a period of time, uh, I mean, we fell in love. And uh, 
So we had a, a tough call to make to her upline and let her know, like, you know, this is, you know, we're getting married. We, we met and married in six months, Simon. Um, and so, you know, we got married in six months and, you know, so we let her upline know, like, we're getting married and, you know, we're going to build one business. And so um, that was a tough call um, to make, but it was the right call to make. And uh, so I met my wife in the business, I guess, Simon. Very cool. Very, and I think we'll keep it in there. It's a good story. Mm. Very good story. Uh, what's your proudest moment in network marketing? You've been out of your nine years. Oh, so many. I mean, like, honestly, uh, anybody that tells you success is a straight line is full of you know what. Yeah. Um, it's a ro- it's a roller coaster ride. You know this this industry entrepreneurship is a roller coaster ride. There's been so many ups, so many downs. Uh, and so many ups again and so many downs. It just seems like as you progress and as you grow, the lows don't get quite as low and the highs get a little bit higher. Um, but, I mean, there's so many proudest moments. I mean, you know, when we see our teammates, you know, hitting the 100K milestones and earnings, uh, you know, where we see dozens and dozens of our teammates earning, you know, the, the company car program, earning, uh, you know, uh, exclusive uh, vacations through the company as well. Uh, just watching people, you know, yeah, the proudest moment has to be watching people break free of their bondage. You know what I mean? Like layer by layer, just coming into their own and finding out that they're worth more than what their job tells them they're worth or what the economy tells them they're worth. And they build that belief system where they know that they can go and create their own economy in this industry and they don't have to depend on the messed up economy in the traditional world that we're all, you know, aware of because everything we're spoon fed over the news and everything like that. Um, so seeing people rise up and, and fight for what they know they're worth, that's probably my proudest moments. How have you seen the profession changed over the years since you first started? Oh my gosh. Um, well, we can start from the technical side of things like the IT part of it. It's light years ahead of where it was even nine years ago, uh, in my opinion. Um, and, um, it's become more and more, uh, accepted as well. I think, uh, uh, I think that, uh, society as a whole is becoming aware that business is changing. You know what I mean? The old traditional ways of going to school, you know, to get good grades so that you can get a good job and, you know what I mean? Work somewhere for 40 years and then retire, you know, hopefully with a gold watch and 40% of what you could barely live off of anyways, um, you know, pensions, they're, they're just, they understand that that's not around, that's not here anymore. I mean, um, too many people now, Simon, uh, know people or are people that have been downsized, right sized, left sides, whatever the heck you want to call it. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, there's so many people in our personal organization that have been let go two or three years before their retirement just so the company doesn't have to pay out their pension. You know, so people are becoming more and more aware that the old model doesn't work anymore. And so they're more receptive. Um, uh, and uh, families are more receptive to um, more open. You know what I mean? It's not as taboo, I guess, maybe as it was nine years ago. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh I think that old picture that most people have in their mind of network marketing, what it looks like, um, you know, <clears throat> from 60 years ago or 50 years ago, I think that picture is changing in people's minds. Yeah, definitely. Want to know the best places to find new prospects in a new city? What places to advertise and find leads? 
As an MLM Nation Insider member, you can get How to Find Prospects in a New City course and all my other training courses for free. Normally, these courses sell for $47 on our website, but all MLM Nation Insider members have free access anytime. You definitely want to be an Insider member. Go take a dollar trial and check it out at www.mlmnationinsider.com. That's mlmnationinsider.com. Well, you've been fantastic, Greg. Thank you for sharing. Uh, as we wrap up, some really quick questions to pick your brain. Okay, and these could be uh, shorter answers. Uh, the first one is, and I'm really interested in this one because you do so much personal development. So, what is one of your favorite success quotes that motivates you? Oh my gosh. Uh, conviction pays to the tune of six and seven figures. Hmm. That's good. Where did, where's that, where did that come from? That's good. <laughs> that comes from Danny as well. I like that. Well, what is one habit that's helped you become successful? Um, definitely consistency, I would say. Uh, and, uh, of course, personal development. What's your, what's your daily routine like? Because you're like a very... Obviously, very disciplined. I mean, you're working 14, 16 hours. You made it happen. What's your, do you have a daily routine? I do now, yeah. I've definitely got my priority priority set a lot better than I did. You know, actually, Simon, if I could just take one second and say something about that because yeah. I got myself into a lot of trouble when I first went full-time in this industry um, because – I had to be so disciplined when I was working 14 to 16 hours a day. Um, I, I only had the little cracks in time where I was able to work my business, you know, pick up the phone and stuff like that. Um, and then, you know, when I went full time, there was nobody saying where I had to be, that I had to be there at this time and do this. You know what I mean? And um, so I really struggled actually for the first few months. Well, actually, uh, let's just call it what it was. The first probably year of staying consistent and staying disciplined. I got to the point where I actually had to leave my house on a daily basis so I could get work done because of my prior, you know, career, uh, my home was to relax. You know what I mean? And that never really uh, that never really changed. So I had to actually get out of the home so I could stay disciplined. So that's, uh, and I see that honestly with people in our business that they, they go full time. That's, they, they, they have a hiccup, you know what I mean? Where they, they don't have to be at a job from nine to five. Um, so they've got all this free time. And I think sometimes too much free time is, is not necessarily a good thing. Yeah, definitely. Cause you're going from very productive. They're all the time in the world now. What are you going to do with those eight, 10 hours a day? Yeah. Right. And most people don't go into prospecting. They go into management mode. Yeah. Or they do things that make them feel like they're doing something, but not really doing any income producing activities. And I've done that over and over and over again. Yeah. Gone into management mode. And I'm like, oh, why isn't the group moving? Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. Maybe I should start recruiting again and leading by example. <laughs> mm. uh, and then that starts going, you know, so. So, so what's your routine like nowadays? Like what, when you wake up and to, you go yeah, to sleep? Yeah. So when I get up, I, I spend uh, usually about an hour. Um, you know, so I, I read I read uh, something really faith based. Um, I pray, I listen, and I journal, and uh, and then I go and I attack you know emails and you know any follow up stuff, little small problems that I need to solve with corporate on the corporate end. If you know distributors in my team, so some management stuff, you know, what I mean to take care and get that off my plate right away, so I minimize the time doing that. As soon as I knock that all off, I go to the gym. Uh, and then get home and then I hit my day. Uh, I've got meetings booked th- throughout the day. I try to keep myself booked as possible. Uh, I love meeting one-on-one and two-on-one. I love – that's my favorite way to build the business. Um, 
you know, we do do a lot of stuff over the internet and a lot of calls, connection calls and stuff like that. Um, but I try to book myself as much as I possibly can, uh, you know, uh, belly to belly, as you would call it. Uh, so, you know, I believe that we're spiritual beings and we connect, uh, you know, spirit to spirit. And uh, so anytime that, you know, people can see that fire in your eyes and that passion for what you're doing, I think you're going to have a lot better results, not just getting somebody started, but uh, actually uh, inspiring them to take action as well. Hmm. What's the best piece of advice you ever received? Um, I think there's, well, I know there's a lot of truth to it, um, but the key to success in anything is to find somebody that has what you want. Go learn from them. Whatever you got to do, spend any amount of money, time, energy to go meet with these people. You know what I mean? Learn from them and then go do what they did and you can get what they got, you know? Um, Probably another great piece of advice that I've been given is, you know, the books you read, the tapes you listen to, and the people that you associate with will determine where you end up in life. Hmm. What's your favorite prospecting tool you use? You say that you like to do one-on-one and two-on-ones. So when you do do a one-on-one, two-on-ones, do you use like a, do you play a video in front of them with your iPad? Do you um, three-way use a flip chart? Uh, do you use a magazine? What do you a newsletter? What do you use? Yeah. Um, so when I meet with people face to face, you know, if it's conducive, I just I honestly just pull up my iPad and I just run through the PowerPoint really quickly with them, draw some circles on the back of an application form, um, and then you know obviously. Uh, for the other tools, we've got a we've got a team website that's got you know a recorded video of my wife, just you know with an opportunity video, uh, opportunity and product orientation for our company. Uh, so those are probably the two most uh, used tools for sure. Do you have a favorite online resource like a Dropbox or Evernote or a favorite app on your phone that you could recommend? Oh my gosh, uh, YouTube is so powerful. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, if you, you can always find what you're looking for, you know, but we have, uh, we've got a team YouTube channel. Um, and so we actually encourage our organization and they go, uh, and they get a lot of their personal development and a lot of their training, you know, on how to prospect, how to invite, how to conduct a home meeting, how to collect a decision and working on mindset and belief and all that stuff, you know, some recorded trainings of either myself or my wife or some of the top leaders in our, in our organization. That's the number one thing that we recommend. What's one book you could recommend to ML Nation? Uh, First Steps to Wealth by Danny Johnson. Good um, stuff. Oh, it's, you know, it, it, she didn't have that book out when I got started. It would probably have saved me about three or four years of heartache on a personal, uh, you know, uh, in my personal life had I read that, you know, with this industry. And ML Nation, I know you love audio. So if you haven't already, you can get an amazing free audiobook at mlmnationbook.com. That is mlmnationbook.com. Now, Greg, here's the last question. The million-dollar question. Are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. Here's the million-dollar question. Imagine you had to start all over again, and you knew no one, but you had all your current knowledge, skills, and wisdom. What's the first thing you do to find prospects or the first place you go to find prospects and build an MLM business from scratch? Such a relevant question, Simon, for all the time, I think. Because we're actually in the 
uh, in the process of stepping out to start a new group. You know, we've developed leadership in our group and, uh, you know, they're self-sufficient. So I'm actually going right back to the drawing board again to start a new team. And uh, I know you and I have had some discussions about some online stuff that I'm not very familiar with, but it's a, it's an avenue that I'm going to, I'm going to learn. You know what I mean? It's another avenue. So I wouldn't just recommend one avenue. So this is what I'm going to do to start my new group. And it's exactly what I would do if I got dropped out of a helicopter, uh, in New York City where I know no nobody. You know what I mean? It doesn't um but I would go uh there's a, a website called meetup.com. You can type in your local city. There's all kinds of different groups, you know, for things that you enjoy and uh, you know what I mean where you can connect with people. So I would join new groups, you know. Uh if you're attending church, I would join some small uh some small home groups. Um join a new gym. Like whatever you need to do to get out there and be where people are. You know what I mean? Um they're not going to come jump on your lap on your couch you know what i mean you need to be out there meeting people developing relationships cultivating uh asking questions and then solving problems and sometimes that's not always if you really in my opinion where i've had the most success where i've had any people that have been cold to me that have gotten started in my business and have gone on to succeed um they were for the most part people that i actually referred them somewhere else uh, not necessarily, you know, they would reveal something to me where they had a need and I actually sent them somewhere to go get that need filled, never even mentioning my opportunity. But for some reason, by adding value to those people, um, you know, gained influence with them. You know, I mean, the key word being influence and the only way you can ever have influence with anybody is by what you do for them. And so um, when you're out asking questions and you're finding out people's needs, goals, signs, interests, um, sometimes you can recommend them to other people, you know what I mean? Other businesses, other industries, uh, you know what I mean? Where they're going to get their needs met, you know what I mean? So that you, you know, as you move forward and you continue to develop that relationship, you'll be a trusted advisor to those people. That's awesome advice. Probably the best advice you share on the show. Cause I think most people are doing it. Not that the rest of the stuff wasn't good, but most people do it the wrong way. They just try to think about referrals, try to get them in the business. Uh, but if you keep ML Nation, if you're listening to this and you're doing what Greg is doing, uh, even just adding value could be referring to something else. Over time, you're going to have a million dollar network because everyone's going to see you as an authority and as an influencer. And like Greg says, if you want to be an influencer, you provide value, you help others. That's the only way to do it. So, Awesome. Greg, you've been amazing. Thank you so much. Um, as we wrap up, any last words? And then what's the best way our listeners can connect and contact you and learn more about what you do? Yeah, definitely. Uh, so obviously I'm, I'm on Facebook, uh, Instagram. My Facebook is just Greg Greeno. Uh, my Instagram is Greg S. Greeno uh, with my middle initial in there, uh, S for Sam. And, uh, and then we actually have a team website that they can go to. Um, we've got a blog on there where, you know, uh, every few days we put out a new post on, you know, how to invite, like just, you know, real, uh, uh business building stuff, you know? And, uh, so our, our team site is actually freedomrevolution.ca. And, um, like I said, there's a blog there. They can actually register Simon for a free account and go into the back section where all our training materials are. Uh, so some of the systems that we implement, and obviously they can, I'm sure, apply that into their current opportunity as well. Um, the basics of the business and developing systems and putting mechanisms in place for, you know, so that they can create duplication and have the time freedom in their business to enjoy the finances that they're going to earn here in this industry. And any last words or advice? 
Um, I would say, going back to my favorite quote, conviction pays to the tune of six and seven figures a year. Um, so I would say work on your conviction, you know, um, and there's, you know, a few places that we need to work on our conviction in this industry, not just one place, you know, obviously we need to believe in ourselves. And I know it's easy to say and sometimes hard to do because we know us, you know what I mean? Like we know all the things that we've done wrong, all the times we've messed up. It's pretty easy for us to beat ourselves up on a daily basis when we think about all the screw ups we've made. Um, and, uh, that has no, you, you know, you got to let that go. So build the belief in yourself, you know. Um, Tony Robbins always says that the person that's the most convicted in the room, the most certain in the room, will influence everybody else in the room. I've heard it said that, you know, all sales really is, is a transference of belief. So be convicted, be concerned, uh, you know what I mean? Be convinced about what it is you're setting out to do because like Simon said earlier on the call, you are the product. I don't care if you think you've got the greatest products in the world or you think you have the greatest compensation plan in the world. None of that stuff matters in this industry because the only variable in any company between the person that's earning multiple six figures a month and the people that are making nothing, the only variable is them. So you are the product. So work harder on yourself than you do on your business. Build your belief in yourself And build your belief in this industry and what it can do. Because trust me, there's going to be times when you go talk to people. You're going to go talk to 10, 15 people. They're all going to sign up and it's going to be exhilarating. And you're going to be beating your chest saying, I'm King Kong. I'm king of the world. I got this. And the next 10 people you go talk to are going to say, no, that thing looks like crap. I don't want anything to do with this. And then you're going to be like, wah, 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 what's wrong with me, you know? <laughs> um, and so when that stuff happens, you have to build your belief in this industry. So even if you're new or you're struggling, maybe you're hitting reset in your business. Maybe you've been in for a couple of years um, and maybe your best person on your team left and went to another opportunity and you're wondering if it's even worth it. You got, this is the times when you need to go build faith, the faith of a mustard seed, you guys. That's all you need. So go and, you know, you can go on to MLM Nation and listen to recording, recorded podcasts from the top earners in this industry from all different companies in the industry. You can, one of the things that I'm doing right now, Simon, to build my belief in this industry, because I've been in for eight, nine years, you know what I mean? And I've been earning what I've been earning, you know, consistently now for, you know, six or seven years and I want to go to the next level, you know, and I'm struggling just, you know, I'm just like, well, you know, maybe it's not for me. Maybe, you know, maybe I can't make, you know, the six figures a month or the, you know, multiple six figures a month, you know, but that's, I want to, you know, so one of the people I'm studying right now is a gentleman named Holton Bugs. He's in a completely different company than me, but I know that gentleman's made over, earned over a million dollars a month before in this industry. Another couple I'm studying right now and listening to their stories is Dexter and Bertie Yeager from uh well you'll find out when you google them what company they're with these guys have been earning over a million dollars a month in commissions for years you know what i mean like um so this is the stuff that's helping me build my belief in me and this industry and what it can do for me and for the people in my group amazing super super inspiring hey you know ml nation you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with and today you'll be hanging out with greg greeno so keep up that momentum and go to mlnation.net and type in greg g-r-e-g at the search bar the show notes all the nuggets of wisdom that greg shared the books that he talked about will be right there in order to be successful in network marketing you must help others so greg 
Thanks again for sharing your valuable time with ML Nation. We're grateful to you, and we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thank you so much, Greg, and God bless you. Thank you, Simon. Thanks for having me. Want to know how to prospect more confidently and speak with influence? As an ML Nation Insider member, you get my Speak to Influence course along with 17 other training courses for free. These courses are normally $47, but with your dollar trial, you get all of them for free for seven days. Go check it out at MLMNationInsider.com. Again, that's MLMNationInsider.com. ML Nation, this is a super inspiring show from Greg Greeno, the training. So that's what it takes to be successful. It's all in the mindset. I love it. He says the conviction. He goes back to the, the person who's most con- conviction. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know the direct quote. I, you have to go back and listen to it, but it comes from six and seven figures, right? And Tony Robbins says the person who's most convicted in the room will influence everyone. It's your conviction. How convicted are you? So it goes back to building belief. Like Greg didn't have that much belief. Uh, you know, he, he didn't have much belief in himself, but he overcame that by building belief in the industry, the profession, by personal development, by listening to things like, you know, talk about spirit-driven success by Danny Johnson. And he also became spiritually saved as well. Um, listening to Building Your Network Marketing Business by Jim Rohn. By the way, that's a classic that everyone should um, must listen to. You know, uh, just a recent show with Rachel Jackson, she talks about Building Your Network Marketing Business by Jim Rohn. That CD, I still remember where I was, okay? It was 2004, like January. I was driving to do my basketball stuff. Uh, that's my job back then. Stuck on the 10, uh, going east, going to the Staples Arena. I put that CD in. That's the impact it has. Building your network marketing business by Jim Rohn. Because it's all about philosophy. If you have the right philosophy, like Greg, you could be successful. You look at things the wrong way, you're not going to be successful. They, in the thing he asked himself, what if it works? So he overcame the three objections, like no money. He didn't have money, but it's an excuse. Because you know, if your life depended on it, can, everyone can have the money to get started. And he ended up borrowing the money. He didn't have time, but desire. He didn't even see, he didn't even really get to know his daughter because he, he would leave before she wakes up and go home when she went to bed. Right? That desire was, hey, I want to make it, I want to be creative and figure out. And you know, he talks about, he, you ever have a belief, he believed in his ability to figure things out. Because it's so true. Because if you really want it, think about something you really wanted in the past that didn't seem like it's going to happen, but you really, really want it, you figure it out. And if you can't think of something, it's like a life or death. If your life depended on it and someone's going to take your life, you probably figure something out. You make it happen. And you probably, you know, the answer normally is doing something uncomfortable that we don't like to do, that you don't like to do. I've done that before where I didn't like to do it, but every time I did that, I got better. Getting back to Greg's first, um, first start, big mistake was talking too much, trying to explain everything. Because then people are going to ask you questions, and the more you answer them, the more you talk, it's just your, your experience will show off. And what people are really looking for, it doesn't necessarily mean a track record, but your belief how convicted you are. And Greg, I mean, you can hear this. He says, I'm doing this. He said, I'm doing this. Right? I'm doing this. Because he's sick and tired of being sick and tired. So it's two options. You're going to join me or you're going to watch me become successful. Because if you want it, you figure it out. And people are buying your confidence. And it goes back to he's about to quit uh, events. Right? His, his going to convention. His first convention. 
totally change them. And that's why you have to go to events. If you listen to this, you have to go to your company events. There's no excuse. We, this, we've been talking about, it seems like every other episode we talk about, the big aha moment was at the convention, was at the event. Another good lesson, he said, when you go full-time, if you're thinking of going full-time or if you've just been new to full-time, a common mistake is going to management mode. You stop doing the things that got you there. So like uh, prospecting, you go into management mode because all of a sudden, uh, you know, Greg found himself really good at time management because he was able to fit the business with bits and pieces of his day. Now that he didn't have his job, all the time in the world, but nothing to do. And he starts, you basically stop leading by example. You stop prospecting. So it's all about conviction, right? The confidence. And, you know, I would go back and listen to, this is one of those shows, I would go back and listen to it again and copy, not just the, not the words he says, but copy Greg's passion. If you're making the income he was making, copy his passion, his conviction, his belief, his confidence. If you just speak like the way he's, without getting any new knowledge or skills, people will start becoming attracted to you. Last great lesson he shared, I figured this was the best lesson, was he talked about the best prospects are the, you know, are the ones he gives referrals. When you network with people, don't think, oh, how do I meet people to meet prospects for my business? Find ways to help others. If you help others, find ways to make them feel good. Refer them. He said his best prospects are people he's referred them somewhere else. What, what does that mean? Maybe someone's looking to move. He refers a realtor to them. They're going to buy a house. Refers an agent. Needs a plumbing problem. Refers a plumber. Right? You know how to get influence? He shared with you. You want to get increase your influence? You add value. You get it by what you do for others. So always think about And you really have to think long term. And it may, it may seem so slow. You may do this for, you know, join networking groups for three, six months and not get one sign up by doing this. But if you do it over time, your life will be easy. It's going to be really easy because you'll be a person of influence. Awesome show. Thank you again, Greg. You know, go to mlnation.net. Just type in Greg, G-R-E-G. Connect with him. Contact, reach out to him. Super, super fantastic leader. Also, he mentioned Danny Johnson a couple of times. Danny Johnson is another amazing, amazing person. Huge impact on me as well. Uh, that's one of the reasons we had her on episode one. We launched, you know, on March 30th, 2015, episode one. Now we're in the episode 200-something. But episode one, first episode, was Danny Johnson. Just go to mlnation.net forward slash 001. Or on a search bar for Danny, D-A-N-I, will pop up right there. Uh, as of right now, as of we're doing this recording in the summer of 2016, even is still the number one most downloaded episode. Danny Johnson, definitely want to check that out as well. And if you like these shows, please subscribe, rate, and review in iTunes. They mean a lot, not just to me, but to the team, but the whole entire community. It makes people find these shows better. Uh, it also helps out the leaders who are great, selflessly taking the valuable time that they could be using to building the business to contribute back. So thanks again for Greg. Make sure you go to mlnation.net, connect with him. Uh, his Facebook or his website links will be on there. And thank you for listening. And remember, ML Nation, this is Simon Chan. Remember, we're in the profession to help others. So go out there and have a positive impact on someone's life today. God bless you all. Thank you so much for joining us today on MLM Nation. Head over to MLMNation.net for full recaps of every show, our training articles, and helpful resources. Your MLM success is waiting for you. So prepare to take off. Take off.